Kiora, this program is brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Wellington Access Radio, make your voice heard. Radio 106.1 FM and today we're going to be talking about um, being intersex in New Zealand and with me here today would you like to introduce yourself? Hello everyone, my name is Akil speaking and yes I am indeed intersex and it's wonderful to be here tonight on this little bit miserable sort of grey windy typically spring day. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what you do and um, why you're here today, why you're our spokesperson? Okay, so yes, I am an intersex person and it's been a somewhat long and complicated journey. So I've been out and visible as an intersex person um, nearly 30 years and 25 years ago I set up an organisation called the Intersex Trust of Aotearoa Rowan, New Zealand. So I'm both a therapist and a trained teacher educator. So doing my journey, getting to this place of finally getting past my own shame and fear um, about being a intersex person, I thought, well, I can't change the past at all. But I do have the skills and knowledge to talk about this and I made the decision that I would be out invisible but also work really really hard to change the paradigm change the attitude because the shame and secrecy and attitude that existed when I was born had been massively damaging to me as a person and as <coughs> As I stood and looked back, it had been really damaging to my <coughs> family as well. Yeah. <coughs> All right, so um, I guess a good place to start is just talking about what being intersex actually means. So would you like to give us a 101 <laughs> uh, course on what it means to be intersex? Yeah, we can. Um, first of all, it's complicated, so it's, it's not a one thing. But very simply, intersex people are people that have physical bodies that are outside the traditional norm of male and female. And there are many, many reasons that that could happen. So it might be hormonal, chromosomal, some of those are um, in inherited, some of them are particularly conditions. And to give people an idea, there's over 40 different conditions and they're on a continuum. So there's a group of us that are visible at birth. Um, then there's another group who become visible during puberty. And then there are another group um, who probably find out that they're intersex as older teenagers or, or young adults. And then there would be people who would find out they were in a relationship and trying to have a child and having difficulty, they might find out then. And then there are other people who don't necessarily know that they're intersex and may not ever find out. So as I say, it, it's a continuum, it's complicated, but those conditions where 
it is visible and likely to be diagnosed and likely to be known to the person is is roughly one in 2,000 live births. So much, much more common than what people typically expect. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, with your um, work with um, the Intersex Trust Aotearoa New Zealand, what kind of stuff do you do with that? So, as I said, I'm a teacher educator, so for many years our focus was on training and education. Um, I'm a teacher educator and believe massively in working with youth, so I've done that for a long time as well. Um, I've supported youth organisations. For many years we were a volunteer organisation, so funding is a relatively new thing for us. We, we've had funding for the last six years, which has been fabulous. This year we have struggled to find new funding, so that's been difficult, difficult for the organisation. So exciting things are for the last 18 months I've had an intersex person working with me on the organisation. So for many years, I've had amazing allies and people who have supported me in this work, um, but not people doing the frontline work with me. So Georgia Andrews, who currently lives down in Dunedin, runs IYA, the Intersex Youth Aotearoa Programme, and... In terms of all our programs, it's our fastest growing, most exciting project that we have. So last week was Intersex Awareness Day. Um, Mm. We, a a local New Zealand artist, Horiana, produced some beautiful artwork for us. And that sort of was the visibility of intersex awareness for Aotearoa. And I'm really excited to say that Thanks to George's work in shepherding, um, that particularly through Facebook, it went off around the world and has been shared 37,000 times. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah, very, very proud, and um, it is amazing. Yeah. You know, and that's so different from when I first came out where people didn't know what intersex was. Um, we're very uncomfortable talking about it, and there was no visibility. So the only images that we had were images that were in medical textbooks. So, mm. you know, a lot has happened in the twenty years, and I'm excited about that. Well, that's awesome. So, do you would you like to talk to us a bit more about um, what's happening with um, Aotearoa intersex uh, youth? Sorry, got that mixed up. But um, <laughs> so, what sort of stuff do you do there? Is that um, like supporting? intersex youth or educating what kind of stuff happens there yeah most of it would be done on the facebook page and georgia certainly um, supports people where she can we don't have funding for that project so um what happens is is all voluntary and so we could be doing a lot more if we got funding in that area yeah but um, I'm excited about what does happen and and what can be done. So I think anyone who's listening to this who knows they're intersex or thinks they might be intersex, certainly 
um, go to the IYA Facebook page and, and reach out to Georgia. That would be a really good thing to do. Um, I said, you know, when I was younger and, and struggling with this issue, I had to walk, walk past my own shame and fear. And, and sadly, a lot of that hasn't changed. Some things have changed, but it's still really, really hard for people to, yeah, walk past that mm. and reach out to other people. But what I do know is meeting other people, finding other people like yourself, having safe places to share some of the very real and complex things that we do face. So as I explained, there's over 40 different medical conditions and they're not all the same and our medical needs are quite variable. But quite a high percentage of us really struggle to find safe and appropriate medical care. So one of the great things that I see Georgia doing is just helping people you know, talk about that, talk about their frustrating experiences with doctors, with endocrinologists, um, and helping people network with people around the world who have similar conditions so that that information can be shared. You know, it's really, really hard to be pl on planet Earth if you think you're the only person yeah. with with the reality that you have trying to make sense of it and it's just so much easier once you've met other people and yeah you know I I can remember when I was really young I used to feel like I was a freak or you know and then when I finally did meet doctors people told me that I would never ever meet anybody like me and it's just absolutely wrong um mm. You know, I've had the extraordinary experience of meeting lots of intersex people. Just um, three weeks ago, I was in Australia um, supporting an intersex healing retreat. So a group of us went away into a very beautiful location and just spent the weekend sharing stories and crying and laughing together. And, you know, something happens when you can tell those stories out loud in a safe place yeah yeah. yeah community is a really important thing especially when um I guess most of wider society kind of clumps everybody into these two boxes of like you're this or you're this and yeah. if you're not that then you know yeah. you're by yourself and you're alone and there's nobody else like you yeah, and those questions can float around in your head you know who am I am I some kind of freak um, the other thing for people to know that you can't put intersex people in a box. So we yeah. we are a subset of humanity and we are a, a glitter ball of <laughs> variations and difference within that. So there are intersex people who identify as cis, there are intersex people who are cis who would see themselves as straight and then coming yeah. out of that simplistic notion of humanity there are intersex people right across the sexuality gender spectrum yeah so so like being intersex doesn't uh, immediately say that you can't have a binary gender or that you have to yeah yeah and it's something that um people sometimes don't understand because you add the I onto the LGBTI and so people make the assumption that it's like transgender or it's like um, a sexual orientation issue, mm -hmm. and it could be both of those things, 
or neither of those things. So, yeah, yeah when you look at intersex, just think of fabulousness <laughs> and sort of diversity and the most yeah. beautifully coloured rainbow that you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. That's lovely. Yeah, and it does kind of home back to that, um, you know, that thing is that um, uh, your sex and your chromosomes and stuff does not correlate with gender. Like, gender is a completely different thing from sex, so, yeah. Yeah, and I think those of us in the community know that, um, but there's still some pretty horrible, simplistic notions of, of how sex and gender is constructed out there. Um, what I'm really, really excited about is that most young people that I meet know that that's not the case. So, mm. And I really see also within the rainbow community um, youth exploring and, and pushing out the boundaries on that anyway. So, you know, when I first started doing this work, I thought that the options were only male and female and it never felt right to me. Um, so when I came out as an intersex person 30 years ago, I didn't have the language that we have now, like the language, for example, of non-binary. So I always mm. said to people that I wasn't fully male or fully female, which was interesting because yeah. um, there were people who were very negative to that back then. So it's wonderful now to have more language, have more complexity that we can use to talk about ourselves. So it feels like it's no longer one-dimensional. It really is three-dimensional. So, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the language development and, and the fact that we now have really beautiful, diverse images, mm -hmm. sometimes in photographs, sometimes in artwork, um, that really capture that. Yeah. Um, so we've been, well, you've sort of brought up the fact that there are 40 different, well, that we know of 40 different variants of being intersex. Mm -hmm. So what sort of variants are there? Can you have stuff like you have different chromosomes and different hormones or is it like purely you have different hormones and stuff like that? I mean, you, just about every single um, subset of that that you can imagine is, is probably possible. So there are medical conditions that are more common than, than others and then there are some people that have you know, conditions that are, are, are quite rare and particularly for people like that, I think it's really, really hard finding other people like themselves. But as our community grows, just out of simple numerics, I think most people now are, you know, thanks to the magic and wonder of the internet, able to connect up with people like themselves um, much more easily than was the case when I first came out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the important thing is that the intersex person owns and holds that narrative, so it's up to them how much they share about themselves in terms of their story and their variation. And I think the transgender community has really taught us some very good lessons around that like this yeah. is my body and I'll talk about it if I want to but you're not entitled to ask me questions about it yeah totally. I, I am really comfortable talking about my variation but I'm probably quite unusual in that regard um, just as I'm you know out about being non-binary and I made the decision a long time ago to 
um, retain the facial hair that I have. I, a lot of people read me as female, and certainly there's part of me that is very feminine, but I am not a woman, and I never have been. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, as you were saying, like, nobody has to disclose anything about their body unless they want to, because it's their body. <laughs> totally. Is, yeah, is that something that is still a massive uh, problem that you've heard from, from stories or something like that? Um, my sense is that youth get that anyway, you know, I think because of the conversation. So when you and I were sitting outside talking about this, we were talking about how to support an intersex person. So I think the most important thing is to listen and then be led by that person. So... You know, right. a, a, as we would do in any respectful conversation. Um, and like I say, some people will be open and want to talk in lots of detail and other people will prefer not to do that. Yeah. Yeah. So while we're on this conversation topic of um, giving support to intersex people, mm -hmm. what are some things that, you know, we can do to help support and be good allies um, especially within the rainbow community, like what are some things that you would suggest that are super important? I think the most important thing is to recognise that intersex is not the same as transgender and it's not the same as sexual orientation. So holding the opposite that an intersex person may also be trans and may be queer identified. So just remember that that is the reality. And I yeah. think for... Um, a rainbow group, how can we also make a safe place for somebody who is intersex who may be cis and see themselves as heterosexual? So, you know, I, I just put that out there as how would we do that? What would that look like? What would, you know, being a good ally to that person look like? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And do you have any other advice to uh, give to people? Um, perhaps people that are intersex themselves and, you know, that are feeling that sort of shame that you're talking about, would, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, well, I wouldn't give anybody advice. <laughs> <laughs> but what I would say is, you know, you are an amazing human. We are all incredible, precious humans. And you are entitled to live a magnificent life. And that will include having awesome, extraordinary friends who can stand beside you. Ideally, it means having an awesome, extraordinary family whanau who stands with you. But we know that when we're different, that isn't always the case. Mm. And then for many of us who are intersex, we need you know, really good supportive doctors. And there are some amazing doctors in New Zealand there's also some doctors that are not supportive and useful so what I would say to people you know be fierce get out there first of all find yourself a group of awesome friends because that's the most precious thing yeah. um, in terms of you know know yourself as precious and then find those extraordinary friends and anyone who's not treating you well, put them in the rubbish dump because yeah. you're entitled to fabulous people who can hold you back. Um, and, and then 
you know, you you might need to reach out to someone like Georgia or someone like myself to get yourself um, a, a decent doctor, a decent endocrinologist who's going to work with you to make sure that you have the medical support that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so uh, I guess while we're still talking about, um, like, support networks and stuff, if you are trying to get to a supportive doctor or counselling or something like that, where, uh, what would, do you as a representative of Intersex Trust Aotearoa, what would you suggest or what would be a good pathway to getting the help that you need? Well, say you live here in Wellington, you know, we, we're really lucky because we have some really supportive youth groups here and we have some um, local GPs who do have knowledge so I would say here in Wellington that or the Wellington region that's not going to be very much of a problem but there are areas in New Zealand where you know you could be really isolated where you could be struggling to um, find safe respectful people so as I say you can pretty easily contact Georgia through um, the Facebook page and then what we'll try and do is, um, yeah, hook you up with, with peeps. And that may be that you know, initially anyway you're talking to people uh, over the internet and you might be talking to someone who's not even in New Zealand. But, you know, that network that we have around the world is pretty fierce and mm. it really does work really well. And it's one of the things that I'm really proud about the intersex community that we have built this um, support base that really does work around the world. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's amazing. Um, hmm. All right. So I guess we're almost out of time. So I suppose, uh, do you have any closing remarks? Anything you'd like to get out there onto the airways? Yeah. I, well, just, <laughs> you know, allies, we need our allies and we need our friends, just like I said. Um, I'm really proud of what we're doing here in Aotearoa because we have actually, I think, quite high visibility for um, intersex as an issue. And if you see most of our organisations here do say LGBTI, which I'm really proud about. If you look in some countries, America is a really bad example where they never, ever add the I. You know, there's, mm. there's not very high awareness or visibility. Um, but really that overall message that if you're an intersex person and you're listening to this and you're still sitting there and you're frightened and you're not sure, I just want to say, you know, you're an amazing, awesome, extraordinary person and when you're ready, reach out because there's a family waiting for you. Yeah. Awesome. Um, uh, for more resources, uh, you can go watch Inside Out's More Than Four video. Yeah, you can absolutely. go to in, uh, Zealand um, to your website and Intersex Youth Aotearoa on Facebook. It's yeah. a good place to start. Yeah. yeah, And then the world's waiting for you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for being here and goodbye, everybody. Bye, everybody, and thank you. That program was brought to you by Wellington Access Radio. Get your voice heard. Thanks New Zealand On Air for funding the Access Internet Radio Project.